episode zero. Have you ever been the guy behind the guy or the gal behind the gal? I'm talking about when you give your power away and hide behind someone else's name, brand, authority, whether it be a VC, the school, the brand, the premier, the founder, whatever it might be. We think that they serve as some kind of like protective shield <laughs> or that we can leverage their distribution, brand, positioning, power. But it really is one of the most fundamental confusions. Because first off, if you saw it in them, you have it in you. And second off, I'm speaking to the person who actually was the person behind the guy, and you're the reason the guy has the brand, the power, the leverage he does now. If this is you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know this is so many of us in so many ways. When you're the one who actually, I don't know, did the work, built the damn thing, this could have been an institution, a school, a nonprofit, a startup, a brand, a government, it's really anything. There was someone else, let's say, who largely, say, took the public credit for it. Now, we do have to be fully honest that this was a totally free and fair exchange in the open markets. Whether for you is like the benefit of their name on the letterhead of the firm, or whatever it is, there was some kind of comfort or security, or perhaps perceived stability, but we'll look at those lies later. It's like choosing to be the person behind the guy, whether it be for a season or for any time. It was your full choice. I don't want to emphasize that because not taking ownership and responsibility over it, having been your choice, can lead to this illusion even years later that somehow it couldn't have been done another way. We were, I don't know, coerced into it. It's just so important for you to own that choice and work to unravel and retell whatever painful story you've got around it. Like that they were able to monetize it or that they took all the game and you got none of it. You keep believing that, you'll keep proving the truth and make it so. But if you mine the experience, you mine it for the truth, which is you were the value behind it. You were the leader, you were the guts, you were the courage, you were the genius behind it. You'll actually finally tap into and mine it for the value that it was meant to create and offer, that it was happening for you in your life. To create whatever it is you want for yourself and frankly, more importantly, for your mission for the world. Now, a lot of great things about being the person behind the guy. Especially, say, if you're a pragmatic ideologue type or a missionary, a visionary, and you're attached, you're not attached to other people, say, having it be their ideas. You've got no ego behind it because you're like, hey, let's go after the best ideas and channel all our energy and fuel behind it. Now, the reason why it doesn't work ultimately overall for you or for that mission is because have you noticed the guy you're hiding behind is never actually going to do the damn thing. Or at least certainly not the way you want it done. This brings us as well to the whole talking versus doing. And you know, there's going to be a lot of leaders and visionaries who will talk the talk and who will write the paper, write the book, but will never actually do the damn thing. And if you, again, the kind of person who actually can and would bring that idea and that vision to life, you're like, well, amazing. The reality is, though, that the ceiling of that movement, the ceiling of what is going to be in the mind and the heart and the soul of the leader behind it. And there's no amount of convincing, cajoling, or trying to change them. I mean, have you noticed? You've tried. <laughs> it really is like the success of that movement, the success of that mission, the highest highs of it are already baked in in the earliest founding days in that psychology of that founder. 
And you can't make them want something they don't want for themselves. Many folks, no matter how much they may proclaim to the contrary, and you know, we're all fans of wearing some sort of contrarian label and identities and whatnot publicly, but when push comes to shove, they won't do the damn thing. By the way, that's not their responsibility. It's yours. So if you ever found yourself, I don't know, frustrated or wanting at the guy that you were hiding behind, why aren't they doing it, you're wondering? My question for you is why aren't you? Stepping out from being the guy behind the guy, it can be super fucking scary. I get it. The truth of the matter is that being the person behind the guy is also pretty fucking scary too. Because what's actually scarier? Never actually truly being alive? Dying inside before you're physically buried? And never actually becoming the fullest expression of yourself and your mission come to life? One of the rarest skill sets is actually cultivating independence of mind, independence of decision-making, independence of thought. And this is deeply tied to freeing yourself up from being the person behind the guy. And it presents in lots of different ways. Again, this is also whether you are even literally on the letterhead, the CEO, the founder, the president, the prime minister, whatever it is. When I speak to you and I hear how you make decisions and you're making a decision and the principle sounds like, well, I need to consult with the board or consult with my investor or consult with this minister or this VP of something or another, whomever the person you're seeking permission from. Like in that very clear sense, you are choosing once again, no matter the title, no matter the status of being the person behind the guy. And by the way, just for context, this makes perfect evolutionary sense. Because to keep it simple, our brains are hardwired to avoid pain and seek immediate pleasure. And so what looks like in lots of creative, hyper analytical, rational ways, simply is a cover for, you can boil it back to one TLDR, one simple sentence, one line of code. You're hiding to try to stay safe. Now, We'll get to this in greater depth in later episodes, but we can really boil it back to hiding in fear of shame. A future hypothetical vibration of shame, which is what most of our primitive, brain, primitive brains imagine is what death feels like. This is what rejection from the tribe in the evolutionary times meant being excised from the group meant literal physical most of us have not yet been taught the meta skill of actually allowing and processing emotion. This is particularly true for male leaders and founders. It is the number one most important, most valuable asset and skill set for the number one most important valuable asset in your business, in your life, in your mission, which is managing your mind, managing your brain. It's upstream of every single thing you do in your entire life, in your health, in your wealth, and your relationships. Okay, so just a little bit of context, and it makes perfect sense, right? Like why you would be hiding in that way, right? Now, again, oftentimes we, we lack even the awareness that we're doing that because it will present hyper-rationally. I heard all the possible permutations of excuses and lies, right? It'll be some convenient <laughs> lie of like, oh, I don't know, literally, some permutation of I don't know always a lot, or they're just more capable than me, or I don't have the resources yet, or I'm first doing this, 
There's going to be some kind of precondition, some boatload of bullshit, excuses and lies. Now, we tie this back to the guy behind the guy philosophy. Again, this is literally whether you're in the seat, the official title, you have the titular role of the CEO, the president, the founder, whatever it is, the nonprofit and the startup and the business. Like being in that supposedly deciding seat can have little to no correlation of whether you actually exert high agency, responsibility, and ownership. This is whether you're a $100 billion public company CEO, whether you're a 100K pre-seed alpha organization running on credit card debt, solopreneur, anything in between. There's little to no actual correlation between high agency ownership you exert in your decision-making and the supposed veneer of whatever power or status other external signal. So back to the guy behind the guy, right? I'm working with a co-founder of a $10 billion public company. And we kind of get to one of these questions, right? Which is a question that faces policymakers, investors, technologists, people who think about these things, right? Why don't we have, let's say, I don't know, a hundred more Satoshis in the world? Satoshi, just for context, was the pseudonymous founder of Bitcoin, which founded like a decade ago, unleashed a trillion dollar market cap in their computer. So why don't we have more of this in the world? And so people have all sorts of pet theories, and this is, you know, why they fund their accelerators or investments or government incentive programs to try to drive conditions of innovation and growth. And part of the theory goes, okay, we'll have freedom of market conditions, and that will help unleash the freedom of incentive and innovation. Yes, free markets matter. Freedom of property rights and aligning incentives matters. But the most important, most understated single thing of all is the freedom of mind. This is one of the least understood aspects, especially in our culture today. You know, people are drawing analogies to, let's say, what it was like in the Soviet Union in terms of the doublethink and the doublespeak and the fear of, say, the cancellation. And frankly, even more importantly, the self-cancellation, the self-cancellation we choose to do to ourselves. And this is what a culture and a choice of fear does, which is putting all the self-censorship and the self-cancellation we do, even if you'd proudly proclaim publicly to the contrary, the most fundamental, the most generative, the most value-adding ideas that you have, you choose not to bring to light. It's my amber, my, my answer is and always has been very simple. And this is having worked and delivered in the highest echelons of every part of, from civil society to government, technology, and everything in between, a fear of shame. A fear of shame is what holds back unleashing the next generation, the next 100, say, Satoshis, the next 10 trillion in innovation, and all the byproducts and the impact and the service for humanity that comes from this. It presents, as you know, cloaked again, right, in the subtle ways, in the subtle decisions, in the subtle, subtle ways we approach our lives by hiding and by being the guy behind the guy, whether it's behind an institution, whether it's behind an individual. The conformity of the thought in mind, I mean, this is just, it doesn't matter the amount of resources. It doesn't matter the amount of wealth, the connections, the power. The, it doesn't matter what it is. If you don't have this fundamental skill set, if you don't have that capacity, it truly doesn't matter. Now, 
When it comes to actually managing and leading and organizing people in the realm of atoms, rather than, say, just in the world of bits, we're moving and creating and building real assets. The true greatest scarcity in this moment is not actually even of the talent or of the genius, not the raw ability. It is quite simply the courage and that leadership. Now, this sounds like very abstract, but you take the ways right now, today. You're hiding by being the guy behind the guy. Again, whether it's the venture capitalist, whether it's the investment firm, whether it's whoever it is you're hiding behind, the government agency, the co-founder, whatever. By the way, this is a great way of assessing this. What do you attribute as the primary obstacle to having whatever outcome it is you imagine you want for yourself and for the world? It's a great way to reveal this to yourself. What do you think is the primary obstacle to bringing your mission to life. Take a moment, it's between you and you, we wanna to get to ground truth. Don't think about it. What is the actual first sentence you think about? Not what you think the right answer is. What do you think is the actual primary obstacle between you and that mission coming to life? Okay, I'll tell you, nine times out of 10, what the answers will be, something outside of you. Oh, the market. Oh, interest rates. Oh, the macro environment. Oh, this regulator or this key customer or this supply chain partner or this country or this... Anyone. Some guy we're choosing to hide behind. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be something or someone completely outside of you. And I just want to bridge that gap in your mind so you see this is absolutely no different than being the employee, the intern, the associate, whatever, that's hiding behind the guy and you're choosing to do this in ways right now. Or it, it can even sound like something internal. Oh, my team, I just don't have the, I don't have the right team or the team just needs to do better. I need more talent, you know? It's like, who works for who? You work for them or do they work for you? And the truth is we just need to own the reality. And this is more powerful than any possible bullshit you'll offer, right? Which is, I'm feeling fear. It takes a whole lot of courage to own that truth. I am feeling afraid. I've been choosing to hide behind this lie, insert whatever exogenous outside factor you're attributing the obstacle to. And frankly, here's what it's really about. I'm choosing to not do the thing because I'm feeling afraid. It is more powerful, more valuable for you to sit in the truth of that then too, surreptitiously hide as the guy behind the guy, yeah, and say, oh, the people aren't ready, or whatever it is. I don't have enough of a following. I don't have enough of a draw. I don't have this, I don't have this certification. I don't have the, whatever it is, I want to tell you loud and clear. Let this be a clarion call speaking just to you. There are no coincidences if you're listening to this now. This was meant to be received by you in this moment. Listen, step out. The water is warm. The water is safe. It's like, take your life right now on a scale of one to seven. Seven being the highest right now in terms of your satisfaction, your fulfillment, your sense of meaning and purpose and alignment in this one life you have. Let's say in your mind you said it was a five. Again, between you and you. But I'm like, what if what you think is a five is actually a two? Because most of us have no idea, actually. Again, no matter what the 
titular role happens to be of what it's like to actually step out from being the guy behind the guy, the person behind the guy. And we have no idea how fucking amazing, like a full body state of holy wow, of what true alignment, truth feels like. You know, the whole, the whole purpose, if you will, of this self-inquiry is to get to ground truth. We call it doing root cause analysis. We call it an inductive reasoning process. We call it coaching. And, you know, that means we get super specific and we reason through the core decision-making underlying principles behind your judgment, behind your discernment as leader, as founder. And in this age of infinite leverage, it's your judgment that will scale up. It will create or destroy to the tunes of hundreds of millions. Whether you, me whether you measure that in quality-adjusted life years or in revenue or in lives impacted in one way or another. And let this be this invitation and clarion call to you to welcome back. Step out. Step in. So that you once and for all declare, I am no longer the guy behind the guy, the person behind the guy. I am the guy. I am the gal. Like finally, once and for all, it will make sense. It was never them. Frankly, they're quite irrelevant. It's always and forever been you. The world is counting on you. Your mission, your people, your service to humanity is counting on you to step out, to stop hiding. And if you want the best world-class support, like a co-founder, a co-pilot, sounding board, thought partner, the sharpest mind to be there with you side by side every single step of the way to convert every ounce of potential energy inside you to kinetic, come on over. This will be the best year yet. Head to jonathanherzogcoach.com Book a free coaching consult today. Even the consult itself will be the most valuable half hour of your entire life. We'll get to ground truth in 30 minutes, more than most will do in 30 years. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm.